Here's the situation. You have been named Chairman of Accolades Expansion. You are in charge of naming the winners of these particular awards given to people and things that normally don't receive them. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> uh, for like sure, it. for sure, at the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. TJ, this week's theme is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a Twitter joke that I make. Uh, I don't get on the Twitter all that often, <laughs> okay. but... Anytime a Hugh Jackman movie comes out, I like to get on there and say, I've heard there have been Hugh Jackalades uh, for that one. So this is uh, Hugh Jackalades. Okay. H-U-G-H space J-A-C-C-O-L-A-D-E-S, I guess. So anything relating to Hugh or accolades <laughs> right. or Hugh Jackalades. All the Hugh-related things. Yeah, what, whatever, whatever uh, you wanted to do with that. I felt like there were enough... I think it's about accolades that we could do. And Be- I- Before we get further in here, I want to mention um, one thing. I don't know if you've heard from anybody, but I have heard from two people now on things that are sold in threes. Oh, okay. So there, a couple episodes ago, right? There was it was a game show, and I forget exactly what it was called, like coming threes or something like that. Or yeah, I think it had to do with three. odd. Okay, gotcha. You had to you had to do things that were sold in odd numbers. So uh, a fellow we both think awfully highly of, Craig Kakowski. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, CAC reached out on Twitter. Hello, CAC. Thanks for listening, man. Um, we're both big fans of huge of, fan of Mr. Kakowski. He said, and here you know, it's right there for you. Um, quite often, men's underwear, t-shirts, ah. uh, socks. I don't yeah. know if you mentioned socks, mm. but uh, but like socks always in an even number. My, okay, my friend gotcha. Craig, but uh, he's uh, right on. He might not uh, said socks. Then. I think he just un- said underwear, undershirts and underwear. And under, yeah, quite often threes. Yes, and then here's the weirdest one that like this is the only way you'd have to get come up with one like this to have gotten 10 in a minute yeah um my my wife's mom lynn maluski okay sent me a picture from target of something i wasn't aware even existed of until a couple days ago a needle threader Ooh. so i guess it helps you you put these like wires through okay. the needle and then you put the needle through the wires and then when you pull those it comes through yep, the needle I've seen that. um sold in packs of sold in packs of three at Love least it. at the target up up near Mercer. We got to go Wisconsin. like to a Target one day, and <laughs> just only, we're only allowed to buy things in odd uh, numbered packages. Some Greg of those Kikowski. tomato, some of those tomato packages, you know, yeah. the ones that they come in the little rack. Yes. those might be in threes. Could well be. Yeah, but I think Cax the winner with t-shirts, t-shirts and underwear. Those, those the original was, really uh, was the. There's some candy that comes with three candies sometimes. Mm. Like may, maybe I'm just misremembering and they did the bigger size Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, but like I, the king size. But uh, like Chewy Sweet Tarts was the thing that we used to get okay. in junior high and there were three in that pack. But uh, Craig was my uh, my favorite improviser when I when I moved to, you know, in, my, in those yeah. early years where you often go around listing your favorite improvisers. Uh-huh. Uh, that I would always say Craig, uh, number one. I listened to his wife's podcast the other day, Improv Yak. Yes. Um, to the episode he did, just so I could hear his voice. I was I was in the mood for a friendly voice. I was taking a shower, and yeah. it was like it's very soothing. I listened to it for quite a long time. So, um, we're yeah, we are bona fide big fans of Mr. Kukowski. Yeah, but I'm especially interested in what he what he can has to say about odd numbers. It could never be socks, because socks always come in a pair. So, I mean, yeah, you could I, say and pairs I, of socks, and but I, even that feels like cheating if you have three pairs. You still have six socks. And I'm thinking he didn't say socks. I think he said underpants and t-shirts. Yeah. I don't want to miss... That's I don't want to miss... Craig wouldn't miss make that sort of mistake. I told him I got, the last time I got um, underpants was at Costco, so as far as I know, they come in packs of 40. <laughs> okay, right, right. Uh, so... He, uh, TJ, here's the situation. Okay. 
Uh, we're on Hugh Jackalades, <laughs> and and I would say uh, what Hugh Jackman has gotten probably his hugest Jackalades for is uh, playing Wolverine. Oh, I God. believe he's played Wolverine. Uh, maybe the most times other than like maybe one person played Bond more times or maybe no even kidding. passed it. But he was there, good in Logan. Yeah, you know that not, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, look, I thought I, a yeah. lot of them were pretty good. I they thought. loved him in Les Misérables and Greatest Showman or whatever. Uh, yeah, they loved him in that. Kids you know? love the Greatest Showman, which is odd to me. Yeah. Uh, but what I want uh, you to do is I want you to think of five superpowers. You can write them down. Okay. Um, but it's anything you want. It can be. Really great superpowers, uh, mediocre superpowers, but they're all just positive. Okay. okay, so I don't want them to be not um, necessarily ones that I want or whatever. Not necessarily, just, just but okay. but I do want you to tr- trend towards the positive end of the spectrum. So okay. not ones with a ton of moral ambiguity, and not ones where you think, oh no, that's not all that good. And I'm going to give you. This is obviously inspired by X Men. Okay, um, where they have superpowers, but they're mutants, so they they often have a little bit of a drawback. And so after you uh, write down your five superpowers... Okay, got it. I'm then going to give you five drawbacks that are going to be randomly assigned to those five superpowers. Okay. And then I'm going to have you rank which of those five sets you want from one to five where you get the superpower... But you have the drawback. Makes okay. sense? Yeah. Let me let me change one because I, I wrote down that Green Lantern ring, but I don't know even know how to even how to say what that is. You okay. just make things materialize. So let me let me come up with, with just one thing that I can. Uh, okay, great. This is just basic. Okay. All right. So um, pick any number one through five that you wrote down. I'm gonna go in order that okay, I, that one. I wrote them down. The, okay. The first superpower is flight. Oh well. Uh, okay, great. So the first one is flight. Uh, I'm going to give you the five drawbacks. You can okay. write those down, and then we'll reveal each of them one at a time. Oh, okay, great. Um, okay, go ahead. Here are the five drawbacks. All right, then uh, I'm going to... Okay, great. Go ahead. Uh, the first one is you sneeze uncontrollably for two minutes at the top of every hour that you're awake. Okay. Two-minute hard sneeze. For two minutes per hour. Okay. Second one, you're allergic to cake and pie. Okay. Not fatal, but you really shouldn't have it. Really you, could, you might have to go to the hospital. It's bad okay. times. Great. Uh, next is you tear your pants <laughs> once a day. Okay. <laughs> One per day. Once okay. per day, pants are torn. Next is you have to read the same 30-page self-help pamphlet once a day, <laughs> okay. every day. You got to power through that whole thing, and it's like it's kind of wordy. Okay, it's going to take probably at least twenty minutes to read that self help pamphlet. Pamph. All right, last and one. And the last one is you absolutely cannot ride a bicycle or anything similar. So motorcycle, okay. uh, you anything that involves <laughs> any of the skills that would go into riding okay. a bicycle, your host. So give me the five the the five kind okay. of X Men here with so their I, power I, and their drawback. And then, and then I want you to rank them after you after you read them out. As you read them, I just randomly put them down in different Great. order. So, so here's how they they uh, panned out. Okay. You can fly, yep. but you tear your pants once a day. Okay, All you right. probably would. Yeah, right. right? If you can fly, <laughs> um, you can read minds. Ooh, um, but you have to re- also read the same thirty page pamphlet <laughs> oh, no. on self help. Well, it actually feels like those go together. Yeah, yeah. that guy. I could see that guy completely. Uh, okay. You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> speed, flashlight speed. Okay. But you sneeze uncontrollably at, for two minutes oh. at the top of each hour. Yikes. Okay. Um, super strength, uh, but you're allergic to cake and pie. All right. Yeah. Which 
kind of like in an origin story sort of feels like how you would have gotten the super strength, you Could know, be. through some through some treatment, you know, through, through some like you thought it was an EpiPen for your pie allergy, oh, but it, you yeah. ended up with. And then the last one is um, you can teleportation. Uh, but you can't ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't need to as much anymore. All right. right. So it, this is up to you. This is your idiosyncratic preference. How would you rate these five if someone came and offered them to you tomorrow? Offered them to me. Yep. Okay. The, um, let's see, the the one I'm probably least interested in, I, I'm going to put this at the bottom. Okay. Speed and sneezing uncontrollably cool. for, for two minutes. I'm going to put that at you the bottom. You certainly don't want to sneeze while you're running no. at that high speed. Yeah. So that'll be... That'll be number five. Um, I think it would be really hard to control the super speed. Yeah. Because I like the idea of like, oh, I can just run to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it would take me, I'm presuming, like just a couple hours right. to get out there. But like, how am I going to avoid like traffic and like smashing into people and think, things like of that And nature? also, at least according to my list, if you want to do that. You can teleport there. You just can't ride a bike once yeah, you arrive. Yeah, that's right. I don't need the bike. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't need the bike there. So. There's no doubt that the teleportation no bike guy is, is ahead of so the speed easy. guy. That's an easy yeah. choice. And, and, and as far as like not being able to ride the bike, it's one of the it's one of the uh, most mild you know side side effects of of any of these. But so it's just a matter. The only thing maybe keeping that off the top is that I just might want one of these other things more than more than I want to more than I want to teleport. I think because it is the the one that I would like the most, I would love to fly the most. Okay. So I'm going to put that at the top. I don't mind tearing my pants once a day. I'll bring other pants. Okay. Okay. I've always thought that flying is going to be tougher than people like everybody loves to default to flying. I guess you get like some goggles or something, but it's gonna be very cold up there. No, it's I'm gonna not be... gonna fly that high. I'm gonna be like yeah. forty feet off the ground. I'm just going over rooftop level. Yeah, you know. So I guess it's. But I just feel like the the speed with which you're moving, like even when you're bicycling, which you can if you're teleporting, <laughs> but it, even when you're bicycling, it gets very cold. Right. When you're uh, and especially like the Chicago winter, are you gonna be flying around that yeah. much? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I hear you. I just always wanted uh, to do it. Fine. It's it's a so yeah, it's um, your choice. I'm gonna go back to the bottom now because I don't think I want to read minds. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be four. I Mind definitely reading. don't want to read that pamphlet yeah. every and day that either. Thirty page pamphlet, kind of a bummer. Um. Because it's also a skill. Oh no, wait a minute. Uh, teleport. What do I have left? My I have. You got the allergic to pie. Super strength. Allergic to pie. Strength. No problem. Um, you, I thought you were a pretty big fan of uh, cake and pie, though. Yeah, that's going to be a little painful. Don't really to like give cake. Up. I do like pie, yeah. but man, there's so many other desserts. Yeah, that's you know, true. As long as I still have access to cookies and stuff, I, I, I don't, I don't mind. I don't, if that one was baked goods, all baked goods, does it drop to the bottom or yeah, does it stay it, about it, where it is? It bump, it bumps it down okay. for sure, for sure. Um, what do I want to do? Do I want super strength or teleportation more? Because I don't really mind either of the downfalls. You know what? I, I think I'd like to see the world a little bit more. And what keeps me from going there is how long travel, yeah. travel and stuff is. So I'm going to have teleportation too. I just won't ride a bike. I rarely ride a bike, if ever. Teleportation, no bike. And that slots in number three is super strength and just can't have pie or cake. Yeah. So of yours, I, I'm for sure number one is teleportation and whatever that can't ride no a bike. bike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, teleportation, I would way rather have that than flying because then I can just be, I mean, I don't need to fly to mm-hmm. get it. I mean, I, obviously it'll be nice and fun to be flying, I guess. Yeah. I mean, people think it will be, 
Eagles seem to enjoy it and yeah. so forth. But I, I kind of think I wouldn't. I, I think it would be less fun than people think. If I'm stacking my treats, we go back to the episode where all I have to do is basically wear a, like a Peter Pan hat and I'm worshipped by birds. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I could fly with them yeah. as they as they worship. That's right. So oh, you got a Robin boy. Hood hat. You got your Robin Hood hat and you're flying with birds. And the only downside is is what now with the flying? Um, with the you flying, t- tear well, your pants. pants once a day. Birds yeah, don't care. Uh, birds can probably sew it for you. They ain't gonna think less of me. They'll buy a three pack of they'll buy a three pack of needle threaders, and they're good to go. I'm All right, wear, you know, while it is cold up there, I'll probably be wearing long johns anyway. Might even not might not even notice that I tear nope. tore my pants because I got my my LJs on. Yep. Uh, all right. I like that one. Good order. I, I I might put reading minds and reading that pamphlet even below uh, whatever you what, what did you put on the bottom? My bottom was um, speed and sneezing. Yeah, I don't want to do that sneeze. That's for sure because that's really frustrating. Yeah, that's probably the bottom. Okay. And and the super speed <laughs> I don't love, but reading minds is probably of the five superpowers the one you. It can most quickly take you into some dark territory, yeah, I, right? I, it, could be, it could be problematic. <laughs> so half, half the time, I don't like hearing what people say, finding out what people had to think when they told me about it. That's right. Never mind. Never mind the the deeper and darker truths of this. Right. So, Rush, I was boggling my mind a little bit at how to work with this hue part. Okay, of good the, of the theme. All right. And the thing it made me think of was um, Hugh Beaumont, who played Ward Cleaver, the dad okay. on Leave It to Beaver. And which also then made me think of their disciplining of the beaver quite often <laughs> came down to them saying, uh, uh, you know what, beaver, what you've been through is punishment enough. Oh, yeah. 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 So they didn't lay any other, any other, That's any other. A, we never got that down. in the, no. the Howell no. house. There what was we went through like, was never punishment yeah, enough. Ours was you go pick a switch <laughs> and, and, uh, and you come in and, and get spanked or whatever. So here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to read you some quotes on parenting. Okay. And as a non-parent, I'd like you to tell me if you agree with these oh, quotes. Oh, God, I love this. Or um, or also if they have any resonance to your actual upbringing. Sure. Cool. I didn't pick them for that reason. I just want that to be an aspect I, I of the say, situation. I got to say, this is so in my wheelhouse. To have an opinion <laughs> on something I shouldn't <laughs> I <don't> is, <laughs> is really right down, right down Main Street for me. That might be, you asked me, like, what the Howell, it was like uh, the Kennedy hair, what it could be uh-huh. for Howell. Maybe it's like... <laughs> Howell having an op- an opinion on a topic he knows nothing about. Um, so I chose these because I looked up just quotes on parenting, and right. a lot of them were jokes. You know, like yeah. Um, so I picked ones that weren't jokes, but actual. What made me think of it was "Spare the rod, spoil the child," which I don't think anybody agrees with anymore. Which was from the Bible, I believe. So I tried to find ones kind of along the lines. I that, think there's still some spanking going on. Yeah, I guess, but. Yeah, I think but, that's a pretty divisive uh, topic. I think actually. sometimes even the people who do it don't necessarily like agree with it i don't know i mean i don't think they're like ah i'm just doing i'm doing this accidentally i completely disagree so this first one is from american psychologist carol s dweck oh okay and carol said praising children's intelligence harms their motivation and it harms their performance so gut reaction is to say oh that's insane Mm -hmm. like why would we do that but I, i i can i'm not totally against it I do think that uh, there's a, a happy medium, but I know that for me growing up, I had both with my father a little bit and certainly with certain coaches that I respected and wanted to get their approval. I found that uh, if the approval was a little more sparingly doled out, right, it meant more when I got it, and that did help motivate me. right. And I do think, uh, so there's a movie called Whiplash. Yep. 
by Damien Chazelle, wrote yeah. it and directed it. I, I thought it was Simmons and yeah, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Not a huge mm-hmm. Miles Teller fan, but but good job in that movie, I guess. And they asked Damien Chazelle about it because he's you know it, it's a little hard to say kind of what the message of the movie is yep. because the the teacher is a monster. He's a terrible, terrible person, yep. and he even made him like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, homophobe and other things in order to make it abundantly clear that, you know, hey, guys, you can't just, like, say, hey, you know what? He's actually got a heart of gold. Like, he's a bad guy. Bad guy. But his method is to push you to your absolute limit, never praise you, and make you want to work and outwork everybody. That's a little stronger than what uh, Miss Dweck is saying. But what Chazelle basically says with the movie is, you know, draw your own conclusions. Like yeah. in the end, he, Start get, the conversation. he gets something out of, he gets something out of this kid that he maybe otherwise yeah. wouldn't have, but it's also at what cost, like the kid's going to have a terrible life. Like, and it's, you know, it's interesting, but just uh, about every interview I watched the show that was originally hosted by Joe Buck. And then Dan Patrick took it over. It's an interviews with athletes. Um, I forget what it's called. It might just be called a conversation with, and uh, George Brett, uh, Carl Lewis, uh, just about every athlete they had on there had a either like jerk dad or incredibly sparing with compliments yeah. or whatever. Um, and and it made me think quite like quite like the film did, quite like Whiplash did. Like, is it? I wonder if it's worth it. Right. You know, even if you knew you'd become, you know, get to the height of your particular profession, but up to the point of death, be chasing a parent's approval. I wonder if I wonder if it would if it, if it would be worth it yeah. and unachievable through a more supportive, you know, a more uh, supportive from a coach or from a parent or whatever. Is it absolutely unachievable in some other way? Yeah, I, I, I think those are great questions. I think that ultimately. I think it's not worth it because your odds are so slight mm-hmm. of reaching those incredible levels that assuming that we're talking about uh, parents who are truly cold and too difficult, and too hard on their kids, um, you know, the trade off. I mean, I, I guarantee you and I'm not saying I don't know the first thing about Tom Brady's relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about Tom Brady because he's in the news right now. But I, I guarantee you if Tom Brady had a dad like that. He would say it was worth it. Right. I guarantee you Tiger Woods would say it was worth it. I guarantee you Novak Djokovic would say it was worth yeah. it. Like those people that reach it one way or the other, and then they end up with like good relationships because they're worth millions of dollars yeah. and their parents come around to them. But anyway, I, I, I maybe got us a little bit of feel, but I do think it's an interesting topic. And I think that on, I, I do want to talk specifically about praising someone's intelligence I don't think that's like the greatest thing to do. Like, I feel like people where you're constantly uh, telling somebody that they're smart. Like, I don't know that that's usually the smartest people have a ton of conversations about how smart they are. I think instead uh, it's good to praise your children and make sure that they feel loved and respected. And I think it is important that they recognize when they do well and I don't think you should be uh, too sparing in your praise. At the same time, I I wouldn't, as a as a parent, I wouldn't be like a, you know, never ending praise factory because uh-huh. I think that leads to, <laughs> I do think it leads to like some forms of complacency and and uh, like, 
I mean, think about like, you know, Trump's kids, right? Yeah. Like, and he's just telling them publicly, at least, that they're yeah. geniuses all the time. And you're like, that ain't right. <laughs> and I'm sure that's you know? not what he's saying in private. <laughs> I know. All right. How about this stories one? Stories about that. Yeah. From lawyer and politician Frank A. Clark. Okay. The most important thing that parents can teach children is how to get along without them. Hmm. And uh, I just heard Marie Osmond say on TV yesterday, the most important thing uh, you can give to your child is um, an understanding of how to work. And I was like, that that just seems a little odd to uh-huh. me. I didn't didn't agree with that. I, what I, I'm, a funny source for that, too. I know. It, it, it was. I clicked on a link that said Marie Osmond's not going to give any money to her kids. I was just kind of interested oh, okay. in that. But. I mean, I don't think you can start any sentence with the most important thing a parent can give to his kids and have and me agree with it. it up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I would agree that's the most important thing. I do think uh, setting up independence is important. And this was the debate they were having on The View with okay. uh, uh, Marie Osmond about, you know, if you're rich, do you leave money to your kids? And if so, how much? Mm-hmm. And then there's always the thing about like, okay, Warren Buffett's not going to leave much money to his children or maybe no money to his children. But of course, Warren Buffett also put his kids into incredible opportunities, including like being able to invest in Warren Buffett stuff with their quote unquote own money. <laughs> so they have a, you know, a ton of money because of it. So, um, and I don't think Buffett would pretend that's not the case, right? Like Buffett's uh, smart, obviously, and, and realistic, uh, guy, but y- you know, I think, I think the idea that you want to you want to make your kids self-sufficient and independent, you know, absolutely, that's important. But I, I wouldn't agree that it's kind of the most important thing that you can give to your kid. I think the most important thing, if I had to say something, it would be like, you know, to to make them feel that they at least have one little corner of the world in which they are uh, completely unconditionally loved and supported. Yeah. Is probably I would rank that higher in the same way that like it's nice to have a dog. Okay. How about this one from Ellen Key, um, who is a feminist writer? Okay. At every step, the child should be allowed to meet the real experience of life. The thorns should never be plucked from the roses. Disagree. Okay. Disagree. I, I think uh, I j- overall I like it, but it, but it, she has taken it to an extreme, mm-hmm. and I think that you have to protect your children to a yep. certain degree. I mean, there's just a that that reminds me of like my struggles with like libertarianism, right? Because, you know, the concept of like, Hey, let's, let's leave each person to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness sounds wonderful. Right. And then you're like, but it's also nice to have highways. Yeah. Right. So you just can't, we can't just all be doing our own thing and not worry. And, and so when you take some of these things to their logical conclusion, it's too far. And to me, like this thing, like, I mean, that that that's like don't watch your kids while they cross the street uh-huh. because I mean you gotta the, look those cars are thorns and you know if if they don't learn not to get run over then I mean you know yeah. so so I, I'm probably being she would probably say well rush that's ridiculous I'm not saying don't let your kids mm-hmm. My, uh, cross the street are. but the way that you're saying Ellen, it I think you are it's it's so broad right. that I, I and I I mean you know like my parents took you know many steps to minimize the opportunities I would have to like become a drug addict as mm-hmm. a teenager. And I, I'm glad that they did rather than just say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to put any discipline or any limits on you whatsoever. Just like, 
you know, good luck, go yeah. figure it all out. But if I, if you don't see the bad parts of life, you know, then you're going to be too sheltered. And am I too sheltered? Sure. Absolutely. So I would have liked to, um, maybe had more broad and more diverse experience as a child than I did. However, I wouldn't trade it. I think like overall, I preferred their, uh, protection and guidance than I would have to, uh, you know, uh, laissez-faire approach to life. All right. I got, I got one more for you from Miguel de Cervantes. Um, okay. And he said, uh, no fathers or mothers think their own children ugly. Oh, yeah. he's He couldn't be more right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, think about how tired. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've talked about in the past, right? One of the worst things you can do is like whine or, or brag about your fantasy leagues. Uh-huh. I can't i mean i have never understood uh i mean i i guess it's like it's proof of how great it is to be a parent because parents surely must know that no one is all that interested in hearing their bragging about their kids right and yet they do it all the time and some do it a little bit and so that's kind of like endearing and you're like oh it's great you know and then others are just like, I can't have a 10 minute conversation without you telling me that your kid is better than the other kids or uh-huh. great, you know? And I'm like, I, I don't care. All you're doing is making me dislike your kid. Do you think this at, at, at any age, this changes like your kid's 40, he's been in and out of jail, wrecked a couple marriages. Do you think yeah. at, at that point they would be like, yeah, my Rob Jr. is one ugly little bugger. Yes, I do. I, I think that. I think it's like really for children, you know, (laughs) probably in your mid to late teens, uh, it starts to become most parents don't, don't, don't believe their children are ugly down to some. Yeah. I mean, my mom, my mom specifically, I I was under the mis uh, impression that I was like a good looking child because my mom would be so, I mean, she, she seemed to believe it, right? She would just be like, well, you're, you and your brother are the most handsome children in the school and you get told it. I mean, it's the same thing I was just talking about. Like, if you get told you're intelligent every day, uh-huh. you know, and you're not intelligent, like that's a disservice. So it was not, it was not a, uh, it was not great for me to one day be like, oh no, no, you're not, you're not all that attractive. But let me uh, say, let that's me just say how, this. That's how that's how for parents our, are for our viewing audience. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, I don't think I think you think that you're not as handsome as you are. People can see your picture. That my, they, they my, can find your you mom, online. My mom sent that to you. They they can find my you online. My mom sent that to you. You're you you think no, you're see, it's homely, like, and yeah, that it's just like you're, is not the case. Yeah, you're. It's you, you'll be a good dad. And you're and you're so single, some ugly baby. And you're single. Nope. Like nope, hey, not available. I bet you we have some lovely nope. single listeners nope. who would who would I don't love like this to situation. Yeah, this, here's here. the situation. You nope. should go out on a. Nope. On a date with someone who I think, has already fallen in love with I your think intellect you have and your point of view. Nope. I think you have a bet that I'm going to get married <laughs> I, with somebody, and, and, I do and not. so you have a. Uh, I do not. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed those. Like I said, it's very fun for me to give an opinion on something I know nothing about. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, Cervantes, they, by the way, not, not way out on a limb there, Cervantes, no, to I be hate. like. Parents are way too proud of their children. Yeah. Well, they, they, they consider them ugly. I didn't know if he would mean that literally or just as, you know, like not nice people or. No, but it's right. I mean, I've even, uh, I don't want to get into the details, but I've had, I've had situations yeah. within my own extended family okay. <laughs> where uh, problem uh, adults are just 
still forgiven for, uh, you know, terrible behavior yeah. because it's very difficult for a parent to ever uh, admit, you know, this, uh, the depth of some of the problems that their children face. And, you know, I think it's kind of, it's odd because I, I think the flip side, um, you know, w- kids growing up almost always, especially like for some reason, everybody talks about it, but I, it's a stereotype, but I think it's true is like, uh, girls with their moms, there's just always some period where they just hate them, you know, for an extended stretch of childhood. Well, <laughs> there was one by Betty Davis that I didn't, I didn't read that was, uh, if you've never been hated by your child, you've never been a parent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with, I agree with that for sure. I, I don't think it, it should be like, just, uh, Hey, whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you gotta be able to say no I, if you're a parent, <laughs> that's for sure. Okay. Uh, TJ, yeah. I, I'm going to do one that's, uh, it's kind of a goofy one. Love um, it. love it. Uh, but it's kind of a quick one. All right. And this, we're still in huge accolades. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're going to play a little game. Here's the situation. All right. We're going to play a little game called In or Out. Okay. All right. In or Out is a game where uh, a stranger comes to you. You know, uh, a, you can't tell generally whether benevolent, malevolent, just kind of straightforward stranger. You don't know the person. Uh, They come up to you and they, they ask you for a favor. Okay. But, Based on the situation, you're not like terrified of the stranger to begin with, right? Okay. Like, let's say it's it's a spot where it wouldn't be totally unreasonable for a stranger to come up and and talk to you. Okay, okay. Um, and I am gonna give you word by word what they say. Direct and, quotes. This is it. Yeah. Okay. It, but I'm gonna stop at each word, okay. and you're gonna say <laughs> whether I'm still in or you're gonna say okay. the first word that makes you either in or out as to whether you're gonna do the favor for this stranger. <laughs> okay. And then you'll hear the rest of it, okay? <laughs> and then by the end, you'll understand why this ties to huge, huge accolades. Uh, okay. All right, you ready? Yes. So this is in or out, and I'll, I'm just going to take brief pauses after yep. each after each word. And as soon as you're in or out, you tell me. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. I've escaped from prison where I. Served 19 years for stealing a loaf of bread. Okay. I've since become a respected factory owner. Okay. But my past has tracked me down. Uh Uh-huh. Will you... Help me escape from the law. Out. Out. Okay, you went all the way through, but you heard him out. You heard it, You heard this, and what? what is it in the end that makes you say, nope, I'm not going to help this person out? Uh, uh, I think he could be lying. Um, it, it seems like a ridiculous amount of time to be put in a joint for stealing, for a, loaf loaf of of, stealing a loaf of bread. That makes me... Doubt the veracity of the rest of of what he says, um, and I don't at this point want to aid and abet an already like an uh, uh, someone who's already been in potentially been in the joint for nearly two decades to escape from the law. Okay, um, so easy call at the end of the day. I think so. Okay, yeah, it just sounds way too fishy. All right, great. 
Uh, Perhaps law in what the Napoleonic in Napoleonic time was was way more strict, but why you would go away for 19 years now for for a loaf of a loaf of rye or whatever? It yeah, just, it it's tough. Make, it's make it's a it's unfair punishment. Yeah. A lot of people have said that about this specific <laughs> circumstance. Uh, okay, next up. Yes. Uh, you know, stranger with a favor. Yeah. Throw the other one. I'll out. try and figure out. I'll, I'll try and p- pull the trigger more quickly. No, now. no. I just didn't know, know what to. the favor was going to be, so I wanted to. Yeah, you, you know, if he's just like, hey, do you have a buck? I was like, oh, yeah. It's, okay. it, you got to say when you're in or out. Okay. When you're truly in or out. Sounds good. Okay, good. my yep. rival hmm. magician is hmm. trying to kill me, Ooh. and I mm-hmm. need you to hold on to. This secret in. All right. <laughs> okay. That's so it? you're willing to do that? I just gotta keep a secret. Yeah, sure. Plus, I'm yeah. involved in a in a in a magician rivalry. Yeah, it's a rival I'm magician in. situation. Give me this prestige. Prestige. Yeah, that's yeah. the prestige. Yeah. So we get it. Les Mis first, <laughs> and now the prestige. We're yeah. doing Hugh Jackman <laughs> mo- plots. <laughs> you just you might have just ignored you and Jackalades and just gone all Hugh Jackman on yours. Yeah, there's a fair amount of. <laughs> Hugh accolades. <laughs> we should just I've, call I've it Hugh Jackman, and then if we wanted to, we could have thrown in a couple accolades. No. I've got. Well, the problem is I had the accolade society, and I can't use that one anymore because we're coming to yours at the end. So we're gonna tack heavily to my Hugh Jackman ones. Okay, uh, in or out? Still playing in or out? A mutant child needs safe transport across a violent. Dystopian out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was from Logan. Yes. You just you're not going to try to get this little girl across. The... You know. Uh, yeah. I I, I I don't have the car for that. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have anything for that. Uh, mutant mutant child. You were still kind of on the fence. You were maybe in. Sure. There like, could have been yeah, some things. I don't know. Poor 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 kid. Poor kid. You know, got some mutation. Yeah. I, I'm still in at that point. But it, a safe transport because dystopian. Whatever comes yeah. after that, I'm. I think dystopian I'm not the right person for that job. Dystopian's like a near immediate out. Yeah, I, the only the only one so far where I was like maybe you would is on. I think if I heard my rival magician, I might just be in. Yeah, I like, hear. I'm you. like I'm interested. I in, hear you. In whatever whatever's going down in right. this rival uh, prestige though is a top I, twenty movie. I for didn't me. hop. I didn't hop there. So then when he said I need you to hold or keep. Yeah. Then, but like, if that was going to be like this rabid tiger, then you know, like, yeah. so I wanted to. Oh, I could have made a big yeah. errors, but it's it's tough to stay in after you hear dystopian. Even if it was like, I need you to buy broccoli from this dystopian supermarket. Oh, I still yeah. don't no, want to go to a dystopian supermarket. I'm out. I don't want to be at the. Dystopian. Yeah, I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think there's any dystopian. I mean, maybe right. maybe if it was like there is a rave at a dystopian <laughs> nightclub. <laughs> I mean, because those scenes, even in those like kind of horror movies, are like right. they're, they're always having like a pretty good time at those raves, right? And there's like glow sticks <laughs> and the, the dystopia. So what maybe if, I'm in for that. What if someone spilled something? And they're like, "Hey, just grab me that towel from the dystopian bathroom." Oh would no, you, you, God you would, no. no! Okay, absolutely not. If, <laughs> if you're just gonna run in, run out, just grab a towel. Oh, see, I've spent a little time in some dystopian bathrooms. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. And it is uh, I forgot. A low priority. <laughs> it doesn't to have return. to be dystopian if it's just un- unair conditioned. Yeah, you're you're out. yeah exactly. Out. You put me in. Out. You're like, welcome to the Kentucky Derby. It's 103 degrees. Oh. Here's this portalette. I don't know if I ever told you the my horrible experience at the PGA Championship. No, oh. no. Oh. 
Forget it. I'll tell okay. you some other time. All right. It involved a portalette at the PGA Championship? Two of them. Oh, no. It was oh, my goodness. horrific. Yeah. I'm telling you, those are like the worst experiences in life. St. Louis, maybe 98 degrees <laughs> in the open air. Yeah. That's buck 40. Buck forty in the in the port in the portage on had oh. to be a buck forty. I thought I was going down in there. I thought it was my yeah. tum- my stomach entirely flipped. I could not not go in there. Um, I had Grandi wait for me over oh. like by the like eighth fairways. Like don't leave me here twice and just oh man, oh, oh, as bad as it gets. Brutal, brutal. Then I it started to, to rain. Yeah. Weather stoppage. You know, however many. You know, maybe a hundred thousand people trying to get through like a cattle funnel to one aisle, getting out of there during a, during like a torrential downpour. Oh, I think maybe tornadoes in the area. It was brutal. So just an awful event brutal. from start to finish. Couldn't go in anywhere. Couldn't get inside anywhere because like unless you had super passes, you couldn't get into any tents. Yeah. So you're just outside. It's eighty. You know, it's ninety in the shade. It's ninety five out of the shade. Yeah. It's it's you know super lines to get just to get a water which was gone as soon as you got it in you. It was sweating out. It was it was rough. Man. It, it was rough. It, stuff. A, attending a golf tournament live it is important in my opinion to really plan well and because you can have a great experience and you can have it can be about the worst sporting experience brutal brutal Uh, brutal. sports would never do it experience all right all right um so we're still in in and out just got uh, one or two more here for you (laughs) okay uh please train me okay to ski jump out yeah don't you can't do that don't you don't know, know. i don't know how yeah i don't know how there were so few i should have said train uh, after train me i should have been out there's yeah like, what are you gonna do next what are you to gonna train? nothing i could train anybody in yeah I, what could you train i mean I improvisation I, I yeah and i thought maybe if it was like an alien you know and he was just like train me how to eat you know yeah. or like train me how to walk like okay i can do I don't those train things, an alien like, how to eat yeah yeah i don't want to do that at all <laughs> If you said, this is the situation, there's an alien and he wants you to train him how to eat, like, no way. Hey, don't waste these. I might use these in the future. Don't okay. tell me your answers already. Yeah, well, I might, I might use all I'm these. I'm not going to do that. I could train somebody how to take a deposition, I guess, but like, short, short of like legal training, want, yeah. no thanks. Uh, all right. Final one. Yes. In or out. Okay. Uh, stranger comes to you. He says, I've got a favor. Just, uh, you're either in or you're out okay, whenever buddy. you want. I want to. Build a robot okay. to enter a fighting tournament. And all right, oh, sure, buddy. All right, so you're in for sure. the robot sure you fighting need, tournament. Right. You might have to train me in welding, but yeah. I'll, you know I'm up for that. Yeah. What if it's in? How about that though? If it's if he had followed it up with in a dystopian, are you still <laughs> like no? no I like, I'll, I'll have these. I'll work with you to have these I mean, robots fight. I guess at that point, the, I've already said I'm in. Yeah, you're so in. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do. All right, that was in or out. All right. Do you want my kind of like heavy one next, or yeah. the listener submitted one? Yeah, next? heavy, heavy. Okay, and then, and then we'll come to listeners. This ain't super heavy, but so the original meaning of acc- uh, accolades when I looked it up was part of the ceremony in which you were actually knighted. Okay, I, I think it Didn't might. Know that. Yeah, I think it might have been like it might even accolades might be like on the neck or hold close to the neck. I think it might have been either where you put an accolade or the actual dubbing around your neck of the 
of the sword. Okay. Um, so um, it put me in mind of chivalry and courtesy, uh, you know, the, the qualities of a, of a knight. Great. So here's the situation, Rush, which is more a question than it is a situation. Okay. But our classic courtesy moves, like holding the door for a woman, Remnants of a past thing tied up in a belief that woman is the weaker sex or other outdated notions, or are they still relevant and the right thing to do? Here's a couple follow-ups for you, yep. and, and I can remind you of these later. Um, do you have personal experience and beliefs associated with door holding, etc.? And is it any different in the business world in your experience? If there's, if it's, if it's any different um, than in a, uh, you know, what just stranger yep. casual setting or in the business world. Uh, great question. If you know the answer, please let me know. <laughs> I would like to know because, um, I think it depends a little bit, of course, on the person yep. and what they prefer. Um, but I guess my, I, I will tell you, I, I find it a little cringe inducing in the workplace that there, that, and several people do it, that there is an absolute like priority to wait for a woman to enter or exit the elevator or open the door. (laughs) Um, I don't, I think that I think it's more the former. I think it's kind of a remnant of a time gone by with respect to that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit offensive. Yeah. So that's kind of where I come out, especially within the business world. Although I, I see it all the time. Yeah. What I try to do to avoid that very issue is I just, there's also like a little bit of a status thing about getting into the elevator last. Okay. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Or, or remaining on the elevator last, like the more senior person is more likely to do it or whatever. And I, so I, I try to kind of avoid all that stuff, but I do like, if I get to the door first, uh, I'm going to hold that door open until people are done walking through the door, which has led to some odd times at restaurants where, you know, 14 people that I don't know because right. they just, it, I just happen to be a steady <laughs> flow. And I'm like, well, I don't, there's no reason that I shouldn't hold it for you. Right. Um, but I, so, so that's in the business context. I'll start with that. And I'll just say, I don't really know the rules. I wish I, I wish I did yeah. know the rules better. I think you got to, uh, kind of respect. Um, I think it, it certainly should be kind of the, uh, you know, the, the the norm that everybody's just you know treated equally right and so i think things that that don't that that offset that even though they're like chivalrous are are odd in a business setting i held the uh, i held the door for someone at starbucks the other day and it, it ended up just being like a, like a chip and dale thing where like i held the door and she went in but then she stopped because then she would have been before me in line for the ah, coffee so yes. she stopped and then she was like no please so i yeah. passed her back again to get back like to what would have been my righteous spot yes. in line or what or whatever well like, let me give you an example <laughs> so there's there's uh a couple places i'm i go i walk through a fair amount and near my office or in my office in chicago where there's a double door yep so you go in and then you have to you have to pull right. the next one too right and if i go in there with any person and they open the first door for me. I'm opening the second one Correct, for them. Right. And if I open the first one, they're opening the second right. one for me. And I think it's very odd if you stand on ceremony 
and let's say it's a man and a woman, right. and the man opens and then does like a dosido around the <laughs> to get the, the woman to open the other door, then it just starts. I just find it cringe inducing a little bit, as I said. Here and also just an odd part, and I'll let, I'll let you answer it. I'm keep on interrupting you, but I've heard that it's actual proper and and all of these things might be outdated. I don't know, but yeah. that it's proper etiquette at a revolving door. For the man to go first to basically power the the wheel around <laughs> right. for yeah. for the lady, you know, like, um, but I but I don't know, I don't know if any of these things are still, you know, right, right, right. Or, you know, right is I guess right or wrong is not, but like in vogue or yeah, I, vogue, I look, I, I think especially like when I'm in Atlanta, you know, there's a lot more of these traditions that are so that are upheld, and, yeah, yeah, and I do think there is like something kind of generally good about being polite. I like civility, yeah. Overall, certainly chivalry, you know, I suppose less so, but I do think in like kind of the dating context, it's different to me than the business context. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, I grew up learning that if you're walking on a sidewalk, regardless of whether you're going, you know, whatever, the man should stand on the outside. outside. Uh, And I, I think it is often preferred it goes back a little bit to that point about um sleep in a hotel room you sleep close to the door oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah i mean beth and i, I don't because one. she's used you know she's used to her side of the bed now so she just stays on that side of the of the bed but i think when i think when we were like dating i would like because then you get killed first, right? Someone okay. comes in there, you get you get attacked first, right? And so she has to witness that horror <laughs> right. and feel and live the, on with that memory. live on because you're not getting out the window in time. Um, I was just thinking of um, oh oh, many many podcasts ago we had a discussion about. I find it odd that women, uh, but the one thing that that women are very direct about in this online dating is they say you better be X tall. So th- and they'll just say I'm five eight and I like to wear heels, dot dot dot. Right. And you're like wh- what does it matter? Yeah. Okay. So, but so I think a lot of women they do um, and men right they do they do like to have those kind of same traditions and social norms a little bit with respect to the relationship between the man and the woman. Obviously, we are in a time where there's more and more recognition of gender fluidity and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. And so I think a lot of these kind of chivalrous traditions and everything else have um, unintentionally, uh, uh, you know, kind of nefarious undertones to them that create problems for other people. And I've always thought like the, you know, the, the transgender like bathroom and, and uh, those issues are some of the easiest issues in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're basically, your your response is either like, uh, why don't we not do that? Because it makes some people uncomfortable or, I demand that it remain this way for no reason whatsoever. Right. It's like the easiest debate. You're like, no, no, that's making these people very upset. They're human beings. We don't, we ought not have them upset when we gain nothing, you know, from maintaining, it's not like an extreme expense, you know, Oh my God, you had to change the, the men's or, or like, boy, it was really funny when we had the like toucan on the men's room and the, the other bird on the, you know, whatever. So, so anyway, I, I guess my, uh, my overall lean is, um, you know, in a vacuum, you probably don't want to, uh, go to these things, but there are going to be a lot of people that are going to prefer that, uh, in the relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, y- you know, if, if, uh, if both people kind of prefer it that way. And so, um, I dated a girl a little while ago who like, you know, made a point of saying, boy, I really appreciated that you walked on the outside of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she liked it that you would hold the door open and she liked, 
She certainly liked that I would pay for all of the uh, meals <laughs> and some of the other traditions that uh, she was happy to happy to sign on for. So I don't know. That's what I think. Wait, uh, yeah, I I still try and observe all of those things. I guess it was the way I was brought up. You know, you, you hold the door for for a lady, but I also am have been accused of being like, God, it's like you're from some other, you know, like time, you know, and and so maybe I am just out 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 of out of step with you know modern age i i think i also read somewhere when i was looking this up is that it, it like the the idea of the courtesy of it is also has to be agreed upon you know that right that i will like in an elevator usually if there's if it's me and the lady in an elevator i'll wait for her i'll make way for her to get off but if it doesn't seem like she's you know like then moving then i'm not gonna stand there and make a yeah. point you know so if she's not moving then i go you know and like because yeah. now we're just talking about you know oh i've seen to both of us i've you know, seen like, at my workplace not not for a long time but i i saw several times at my workplace uh where an elevator would open and then shut because people were waiting on really? one or two women to go on f- first and then like they're like well why didn't you go for it's like so so i guess i guess my rule would be um, you know, if, if unless you know otherwise, I would not employ. And probably ten, twenty years ago, I would say, uh, all all things in a vacuum, you you should employ the traditional chivalry, right. you know, type things. And now I would say, if you don't know, don't do it. Yeah. If you do, <laughs> then you know it's it's probably uh, quite proper in in many occasions. And again, if I'm in Atlanta, if I'm with my family and so forth, you know, um. I do, you know, we we were brought up to to have very good manners, yeah. um, in those sort of activities, and so I I would uh, I would continue to do that, and I'm sure my mom would be like horrified, and like, what are you talking about? You have to do all of these things, but I think if the, you know, if, if the recipient feels at all weird about it, you can't do it. Right. I hear you. All right. Thank you, man. All righty. All right. We're on Hugh uh, Hugh <laughs> Jack- Jackalades. <laughs> Okay, let's see. We, I can't do... I thought I'd stop laughing at the name of it as we got into it, but every time you say it, I still... I can't do... All right, I'm going to focus... You can do whatever you want. Well, no, I can't do the one that's mine might accolade be, society. Mine might be different. No, I think it's very similar. Okay. Uh, I want to focus on huge, okay. which isn't quite in <laughs> there either, in but it kind of is. <laughs> uh, so I want to focus on huge. Okay, buddy. And uh, so uh, here's the situation... Uh, we're going to talk about a few things where we're going to change some sizes around and focus just on some huge things. Okay. And I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> Sounds okay? good. So it's not really a good situation. More of a series of questions. It's a great situation. Uh, which non-insect, non-reptile animal would be the scariest at 200 pounds? Ooh, you can't, non Can't do a cockroach. Can't do a, a snake. I think those are... A crow? Ooh, that's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> what about a two hundred pound hummingbird? <laughs> yeah, that, oh. that long and fast as hell. Those wings, that thing, like, so fast, slice through your hand, sit back, fly backwards. Poof, yeah. poof, poof, poof. Two hundred pound hummingbird is a terrifying. That'd be creature. pretty. Two hundred pound crow is scary. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, wow, two hundred pound crow scary than a two hundred pound raven, right? Because it would be much bigger. And 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 they're both wicked smart too, right? Like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I love the videos uh, uh-huh. of that crow like solving out, problems and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like basically like winning that. Uh, there was a, a video game uh, for many years. I forget it was called like the the Incredible Machine or something. You had to solve those like little kind of Rube Goldberg puzzles. Uh-huh. Like 
That's what that crow can do. <laughs> a hummingbird's pretty damn. The speed at which that would be able to move, assuming it could still maintain that speed, I'm sure that's it could. pretty terrifying. Because it's going to have to. Yeah. That's pretty terrifying. And, I mean, hummingbird is like pretty close to an insect. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it is. It that would like be a, a big. <laughs> that would be scary. If, if you could add insects or snakes or reptiles, I should say. Oh, what, sure. Like, what, what, what's number one? Oh, um, one of those hissing cockroaches. Those are pretty. Yeah. Those maybe like a dust mite. He's so loud, too. Like any of those things where we see them only under a microscope and they're absolutely oh, terrifying. Yeah. An earwig, like the back pincers of an earwig at 200. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Scorpion. Worms. Scorpion, a 200-pound scorpion would be pretty horrible. Yeah. Just about everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Any insect, anything with an exo- exoskeleton. Maybe, maybe not a butterfly. Maybe that's one of the few that wouldn't Still be scary. all that. I, I think I'd like it. I don't think if if you're like run into that field with of two hundred pound butterflies, I'm absolutely not going to do it. It's like Mothra. Mothra is probably only about two hundred pounds because it's like mostly just sheer moth wing. All right, uh, flip side of that one. Yeah. Uh, what animal, non insect, non reptile, uh-huh. would be the cutest at five hundred pounds? Koala. Just a gigantic koala bear. Pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. It bend it bend the tree over maybe up there like the yeah. eucalyptus tree would have a hard time holding up to koala it. Koala could never get to to that much weight because it spends its entire day eating and sleeping already and, you know, and still isn't very fat. You know it's adorable and pretty close. Pandas are pretty close and already adorable as hell, right? That's right. They yeah. got to be close to five hundred. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what? what uh, I think like all those like tiny dogs that are cute that they're tiny dogs would all be like terrifying at yeah. five hundred pounds. <laughs> you don't want like a little miniature poodle. A meerkat would probably still be pretty adorable, but it'd need to like be able to pop out of a hole still and yeah. you know like stand on a mound and stuff like that. Yeah, I love those little guys, but yeah. I, I don't think I want to see a five hundred pound meerkat. Yeah. I do think a five a five hundred pound koala, it's gonna be like he's he's gonna have like Jabba the Hutt type <laughs> properties right where you're like man that koala has let himself go back there well, is he i mean is he proportionately 500 you talking about like he's just like i just have like a very same height, fat same height but he's got like a he's like he's got like five o'clock shadow you know how like sometimes they would have like yogi bear like kind of hung over or whatever sure. where he's not shaved I'm, that's kind of how i'm seeing him and he's got like the hair like sticking out like doc brown from from back to the future and this koala's just on like hard times. That's how I see the five hundred pound koala. What if it was like one of those pygmy animals or toy animals, but then they were five hundred pounds? That just makes them. Would they still be like They're the toy, dense. like a, like They're a toy made of poodle, gold. but five hundred, five hundred yeah. pounds? That would that would be very odd. You would trip and fall over on it all the time because you wouldn't you wouldn't understand the mass. All right, still talking about huge things okay. here. Uh, what food yeah. would you be most willing to try to eat six pounds of in one sitting? And this comes from the old 96er mm. uh, from uh, the Great Outdoors, where they got to eat the 96-pound yeah. steak. You got uh, what? What's a food you could try to take down six pounds of? Rice Krispie Treats. Wow. Don't you think those are pretty light? Yeah, but I love them. So you're going to eat like, what? Do you, how many How many you think you got to eat for six pounds? Forty? Uh, Oh, huge ones. I mean, it would be like... I'm just talking about it'd be out like, of the wrapper, out of the actual oh, official 
Rice Krispie. Oh, I don't wrapper. know. Five hundred? No, no. <laughs> I'm talking about. I, I think it'd be like twelve. I, I, neither, of us, neither of us is great <laughs> at saying exactly what a pound is because we've seen that on pound of feathers from you. I think I'd have to eat like twelve trays of them. I think. All right, I'm. I'm gonna look up. Uh, you. <laughs> I want you to think of one more while I'm looking up the weight uh-huh. of a. Rice but I didn't want to like. I. I was trying to think of like. Oh, I'll pick something that's heavy to begin with, but like. I can't eat that much fudge, you know, like, no, uh, no, you cannot. And then like, I don't know, roast sliced roast beef, like cold cut roast beef, maybe. Um, but the first thing I thought was like, man, when I eat a Rice Krispie treat, that goes fast. Yeah. So it's it. about 13 Rice Krispie treats to a pound. So I was fairly close about 52. That's it. Rice Krispie. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, 30. 78. You got to eat 78 rice. So I, I, I came up pretty short. Hmm. I gave you about a 0.6 pounds of rice. And I was a little over with 500. Yeah. You were, you were, was yeah. That how many I said? Yeah. You said 500. <laughs> so I said 40. It's going to be about 75 rice crispy treats think, for six pounds of them. I think that's think probably still that? what. No, I don't think I could, but I think I'd come closest with that than with a lot of other things. I would go with, I would try to go with noodles with like a, uh, oh, maybe like a God. little bit of tomato on, not like a tomato sauce, yeah. but like a little tomato within there to See, help I, go down. If I tried to take that many down, I'd need I need them to be buttered, and that's gonna, yeah, and that's gonna make it. That's tougher. gonna make it tough. <laughs> that's really gonna slow you down. But I'm looking for like kind of a light noodle, maybe a, a little bit of a light a light sauce in there. Uh, I think I could do like a fair amount of pounds of that. Yeah, not I mean, six. I, uh, yeah, certainly couldn't eat six pounds of steak under no circumstances. Couldn't eat six pounds of hamburgers. I probably have tried to eat about six pounds of cheesesteaks. I'm, I'm surprised you don't always answer this. Like, yeah, cheesy cheesy toast or those um, or those soft granola bars. I might be able to do it with cheese toast, actually. I wouldn't put it past me. Could I you could... eat 78 soft granola bars? Those are probably the same same weight. No. No? Could not. As a Rice Krispie? But I wonder if I could eat, because the cheese, <sighs> I might be able to eat six pounds of cheese. So I don't think much, so much bread though. If it's cheesy toast, right? Do you eat that much toast? I'm not sure in my adult life, TJ, that I've ever not eaten another piece of cheese because I didn't want it. Yeah, I think the, it's only been because we ran out or because I felt that I it would be gluttonous and and I would look bad if I. So ate you're going piece of straight cheese. cheese on this or cheesy toast? Uh, I, I think I think probably straight cheese, straight cheese, or maybe just like heavy cheese toast. <laughs> You know, so high on the amounts of cheese on there. Cheddar? What do you go, like a white white or orange cheddar? Yeah, I might do like a sharp American cheddar. Okay. I'm sorry, a sharp, uh, I don't know why I said American. That's a different type of cheese. (laughs) I was going to say a sharp Wisconsin cheddar. Okay. Or, yeah, I mean, maybe like Havarti cheese I love. Uh Yeah. I eat a big block of that. All right. All right. Last one while we're talking about huge (laughs) things here. Um. What is your favorite skyscraper and why? Ooh. Um, there is a, I think it's the one here, the carbon and carbide building. Okay. It is made, it was either made of a stone that was originally green or made of a stone that would turn green. And if I'm thinking the right one, and I believe I am, it's the one that the hard rock was in. It was built to look like a champagne bottle. Oh. Where it's okay. it's the... The, the this green stone and then at the top the art deco top of it is done in gold um and i think that's my favorite i think it's my favorite skyscraper for mostly for the oddity of it the 
and just the different yeah the different colored stone i i i think that like it's like a deep almost not opalesque but uh like a deep deep green almost a black green and then after that probably the chrysler i i really like the art deco the art deco look nice but yeah i would say the carbon and carbide building here in chicago great well, some good thoughts there on huge things. All right, Daddy. I'll try and move through this one fairly quickly for you. This is listener submitted from Douglas Serene, and here's his situation. Okay. A peculiar event has left exactly one person left in each country. They are ex- uh, So there are exactly 195 people left on Earth. All of you gather and decide to make a go of it together. You've all got some groundwork decisions to make. And to be fair, you put the categories of decisions to be made in a hat on pieces of paper. Whoever pulls the piece of paper gets to decide what the this new society will abide by. So I'm going to ask you to answer the pieces of paper that you, Rush Howell, pulled. All right. So you're the you're the one person left in the in the U.S. Okay. Cool. All right. What well, uh, Rush? Uh, you pull a piece of paper that says language. What language will everyone speak? Oh, we're gonna speak English. <laughs> Just because it's easiest for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Plus, to be fair, I think uh, I think I could be wrong, but I think more countries have English as either a first or second language than any other language. Okay. Now, obviously, more people speak Chinese. Not in but, this case. But that ain't that ain't the case no. here because there's but one Chinese person remaining. A lot of people are going to speak Spanish. That's true. Um, that, that you'll have. Um, Rush, your next piece of paper says location. But there's like, God, there's a lot of countries in Africa. So, mm-hmm. I, But we're going to go English. Okay. Um uh, location. Where is everyone going? This is a great to... situation. It is pretty great, isn't yeah. it? I was, I was, I wrote back to Douglas that I was really intrigued by it, and we'll try and use it as soon as possible. Uh, where is everyone going to live? Uh, we're going to go to one country. Yeah. Um, I am. Uh, I I think. Boy, I, I'm not that well traveled in Asia. And I've never been to Africa or to South America, so apologies to those <laughs> wonderful places that I, I just don't, I couldn't possibly choose one of those. Um, and so, like, I'm partly tempted to say New Zealand, but I've never been uh, there either. But I think everything I've ever seen about New Zealand looks it's awesome. Gorgeous. I want it to be very small, right? I mean, why on earth would we pick something as large as, like, Brazil when there's 195 of us, I, I thought there were more countries than that. But in any case, there's 195 of us. So my first thought was Switzerland, because uh, you got you got like some beautiful countryside. You got the great mountains there. You got uh, we'll, we'll have like some Federer related uh, uh, landmarks to celebrate the the prior civilization. But um, I think I think where I'm actually going to go is I'm going to go back to where it all began. Pangea. Okay. No, uh, I'm going back to Greece. Okay. And I think Greece would be a good spot to do it. I don't have to worry about the failing economy anymore because everything's failing. There's only 195 of us. And I think it would be, I think Greece is like pretty great weather and like beautiful surroundings. And I, I'm going Greece. Great. Um, Rush, the next one says sport. What will the world pastime activity be? I mean, we've got to do soccer. I think I, so. I mean, I will defer to the majority, and we're, we're doing soccer. Uh, the next one says kitchen. Who's setting the menu and doing the cooking? Oh, the Italian guy. Okay, 100%. sounds good. Um, the next one, oh, who gets, uh, it says uh, uh, sound. Who gets to run the stereo? Wow. Uh, I, I got to, I, mm, it's got to be the, 
me. Okay. I mean, that's terrible, though. I feel bad for everybody because I wish they would have gotten a better a person that, that like <laughs> that was better uh, musically inclined. <laughs> but I don't want to pick like the Austrian, and you know, we're just Mozart. We're all the way back all right. to that. I think. I think <laughs> we the, saw it. So it's like stereotypical yeah. that all this guy listens to is, oh, is Mozart. <laughs> well, go to Vienna. Go to Vienna and tell me I'm wrong. Like you walk around there in Vienna, it's like. They treat Mozart like he's Michael Jordan, only if he was alive every, he'd been alive every day and winning the title every day for the last two hundred years. You just walk around, people are dressed as Mozart. It's absurd. They right. love him. And here's here's the last one. I added this one. Uh, who stocks the bar? Who's your bartender? Who stocks the bar with homeland spirits? Good one. I am gonna say, I'm gonna let the uh, the Irish uh, lady do okay. that. Sounds good. All right. Now it's thanks to Douglas Serene. It's close. You said spirits. Yeah, or brews. But I, I, I mean, I was thinking a little bit about the, uh, the, the French, mm-hmm. uh, the Frenchman, and get get the wine, wine and there. champagne, and uh, I, I, but maybe maybe you got to do <laughs> the Italian because you want. I'm not really. I don't. You know. I don't pretend to have a palate that can really. Uh, judge this but uh, i think uh if that's a word but i think that uh you know it'd be good to have the 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 food match to sure. uh the local some good island. there's some good you know some fine beers and stuff that come out of germany some Car- yeah. caribbean rums some uh some gins out of uh out of yeah. england uh, do you think anybody's even close to america in terms of like uh the great musical achievement i, I Br- britain the uk as only in my musical experience, I only yeah. I don't know I don't know a lot of world music. But like you love like funk and soul yeah. and jazz and yeah. things that, that I don't think anyone exports. Like Britain definitely better than the U.S. If it's just if all we care about is like rock and and maybe if you if it's rock and pop combined. Yeah, I mean obviously the Beatles are are untouchable, but I gotta go I gotta go to the U.S. And certainly people from around the world would have heard more american music as far as any country outside of their own is my yeah. guess is like no, no one exports culture like like we do right you know? right so we're, we're called culturally export. bankrupt and yet everyone yeah. uh loans against our oh, culture yeah. because like everyone's gonna know like hey uh mission impossible you know or or yeah we saw greece or or whatever you know like yeah. in our in our movie theater you know like when it you know uh, so yeah, I think I think everyone's gonna know. Everyone's Got gonna it. know ours. Okay, uh, I'll do a quick one and then we'll come back to the top. Do this, it, Daddy. Quite quick. All right. So here's the situation. Uh, we're gonna play a little game called "What's Wrong with Me?" Rush Howell. I'm gonna tell you three <laughs> things that uh, about me that are true and that are not good things. Okay. Uh, but they're true things, and I want you to to try to explain: Is there some sort of through line here? What's going on? <laughs> Why do I have these flaws? All right? I think so. You ready? Are these like the reverse of accolades? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going to start with, I cheer for Hugh Jackman's <laughs> character in The Prestige. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite movies. And I, I think like, at the end of the day, I can see that we should say both of them are really bad. But I think it's, uh, I, I, I think most people would start the movie cheering for Hugh Jackman and by the end would say, Christian Bale's character is flawed, but I'm, I'm kind of cheering for him. I hate Christian Bale's character throughout, and at the end, I'm like, I kind of want Hugh Jackman to get his revenge. Like, like I, I haven't been, I haven't been shifted the way that the the, the, the writer <laughs> and director intend for you to truly hate 
him at the end. So that's that's a personality flaw of mine. I don't know what's up with that. Secondly, I rarely, if ever, give gifts at weddings that I attend, and I fundamentally uh, believe that this is a legitimate position for me to take. Okay, that I don't I don't think I should give uh, have to give gifts at weddings, and so I don't. Uh, third is uh, I do not like having a beard, but I pretty much only shave when I have to. Okay, so uh, the only through line I have. Uh, that possibly connects these is if you don't favor being told to be uh to hold to convention okay that um and maybe this is why or maybe this is why you do or don't but in the movie like hey this guy wants me to move this way yeah to hell with that or convention tells me i'm supposed to get a gift for this wedding uh i don't want to you know i don't want to I don't want to do that. Um, convention tells me that I'm supposed to be clean shaven for my for my job or whatever this these you know that I'm supposed to do this. So to hell with that. So that that's my only. If you mentioned trying to find a through line or whatever, yeah. that maybe it's it's just a uh, you know not a control issue but a uh, authority. You know, like and in this case, it's societal convention. Interesting. Well, we may come back to more what's wrong with me's <laughs> in the future, where I lay out more uh, three things that are true faults of mine. But that's interesting. Uh, you, so maybe, maybe could be. Uh, I don't like being told. I mean, a lot of people don't like to be told what sure. to do. And uh, especially if that person does not understand the rationale behind it, right? Right. Uh-huh. Like definitely mm-hmm. as a kid, I was. I'm sure I frustrated my parents because I would. I was one of those why kids, right? Yep. Where I guess most kids are, but it would be like until I kind of understood that there was a meaning, a, a, a legitimate rationale. Yep for why I was being punished or why or, or less being punished, but more for why I couldn't do one thing or yep. why I was supposed to do some other thing. Uh, until I kind of understood it for myself, I struggled to uh, to be willing to do it. That, that, that must have been very unsatisfying for you at the time because most of those are most of those come down to because we just don't do it that way. Oh, Rush. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've drove my parents bananas. There's no doubt about that. All right, so are we back? We back to the top. We are back to the top. All right, buddy. I'm now. I'm hoping this one is similar enough to yours that we didn't. We didn't not use one of yours. Although I guess that that can now live in an odds and ends one if sure. we need it. So no, no doubt. So here's the situation, Rush. You have mm-hmm. been named chairman of Accolade Expansion. You are in charge of naming the winners of these awards given to people and things that normally wouldn't receive them. Great. So I will give you the name of the award and the nominated group. You give me the winner from that group. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. All of these are actual awards. I oh. went and researched. The, these are these are all actual awards. Okay. Cool. I'd like you to award the best supporting actor uh, to the nominees uh, uh, who are the seven dwarves. Oh, best supporting actor to the seven dwarves. Uh, I I guess I'm going to go with. Um, Boy, is Dopey one of the seven? Oh, he is. Okay, because yep. he's he the is. one that stands out to me. So yep. I, I I remember Doc, of course, yep. but I don't feel that he's even really supporting. Yeah. And so I'm going to go Dopey because that's the one that sticks in my mind the best. So he left the most impression. Only, yeah, you know, the only googly-eyed one, I think I think he might be the uh, he might be the only one without a beard. I think um, that's right. But all, I was thinking of them today. All of them are given, you're given quite a, a, an easy, usually an easily identifiable trait 
to recognize them yeah. by. So there's grumpy and there's bashful and there's sleepy and there's sneezy, except for Doc. Yeah. Doc is more of like kind of less left to determine his own personality, which I think is sort of the boss. You know, yes. it feels like oh, he's, for sure he's, he's the, the he's the foreman he's for the maybe leader. the mining crew. So, um, so I, he's my favorite. I like Doc, Doc but yeah. but I I again I just you know even like Brad Pitt, I loved Brad Pitt in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not sure that's a supporting role. I hear you. I hear you. I think they were just trying to win them both. Yeah. Win, lead, and supporting. You know, yeah, yeah. I think they were just trying to spread him out to win both. He deserved it. I was glad he won. Here, um, I'd like you now to award the Bader Award for Organic Chemistry. Okay. To one of the classic appetizers. Okay. <laughs> Give me a couple classic appetizers. Uh, Mott sticks. Yeah. Tata skins. Okay. Nachos. Shrimp cocktail. Fried ravioli. Um, um any of those, anything yeah. you'd find on the oh um, artichoke, uh, artichoke. I love a sampler. Dip, by the way, you know with I pita lo- chips, hummus, I mean, a fried sampler. That's one of the worst. <laughs> it's just like a five thousand calorie bomb. Absolutely <laughs> terrific. I'm gonna say the jalapeno popper. Okay, for organic chemistry. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, the jalapeno <laughs> popper to me uh, was a was a gutsy uh, thing to to try at the beginning, and yep. it's great. I'd like you uh, now to give a Grammy award. Okay. Um, to animal sounds, who gets the Grammy award? Let's say for best song for, but uh, uh, the the domain or animal sounds. I'm gonna, I, uh, I like. I'm gonna give the uh, the Grammy. I mean, uh, clearly, like the songbirds are all fighting it out, but mm-hmm. like you know, the nightingale. Sure. Uh, but I kind of want the, all the songbirds to have their own, you know, category. I hear you. I enjoy listening to, I, I just think like, I, I've heard it, uh, I think only once in my life, like we went out and did it at night and it's the whales uh, oh, sure. doing their stuff, doing their thing at night. I guess they'd probably do it during the day sometimes. But that is, uh, that was really cool. I we were out it. on a boat, like out there listening, and I mean, it was terrifying in some ways, mm-hmm. but also really just uh, carries for amazing. miles and miles and miles. Yeah, and just being out on the water at night and realizing it was just a cool moment because you know there's like these old forces, and you know we think we're in control of everything, and no man, but like <laughs> no, you, you, you ain't. You feel like you're in nature <laughs> when you're listening to whales uh, singing to each other. How about um, uh, awarding the OSHA Safety Award to a petting zoo barn animal? Okay. Uh, can't go wrong with a sheep. Okay, you great. just get in there and you're good. How about the Cuddy Sark Men's Fashion Award? Oh. And your nominees are superheroes. Okay. I think I'm probably going... I mean, Batman is the one that comes to mind mm-hmm. first. Pretty, I like pretty I like the get up. the basic look, and then Bruce Wayne's always well dressed, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that that combo. I'm going to say I don't like anything like um, Superman or Mister Incredible with the uh, uh, the over the top bright colors. Mm-hmm. Don't care for that. Yeah, because as, as as dapper as Batman could be at any occasion, uh, Robin looks rough sometimes. Terrible. You know? Like that's that's a terrible. Tough don't and e- even though we've now had two best actor winners playing the Joker mm-hmm. as a character, I think uh, the Joker, the Riddler, any stuff that's like really colorful like yeah. that is. Uh, uh, I mean, I-, I thought they did a great job with um, Heath Ledger's clothing in uh, in the Dark Knight. 
If I'm thinking of the Green Arrow properly, I think he might be sort of a dapper, dark, okay. dark outfit, if I'm remembering that correctly. But but uh, it's up to you. Who gets the Cuddy Sark Men's Fashion yeah, Award? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Batman. Okay. How about the Aga Khan Award for Architecture? And you have to reward that uh, award that to something in the bathroom of things or objects in a bathroom. The Aga mm. Khan Award for Architecture. I, I'm going to say whoever converted... Uh, showers from back in the day where you had to had to step over the tub or just draw that shower curtain and put the glass door under there uh-huh. and so, then moved it even to the like the phone booth style like comfortable glass door shower huge step up Great. I think I may have discussed this before <laughs> but a, a friend of mine at work has a theory which I have adopted which is when it comes to hotels the first bar you have to cover clear is is there a Shower curtain? If so, move on. Like once you have a door to get into the shower, you know you're in a you know you're in a, a good hotel. And here's your last one, Rush. It's the top model of the world award. And I'd like you to give that to um your nominees are all T V detectives. Oh gosh. Uh boy. Top, so what is the top model of top the world? Top model of the it world just means award. Like the, the, basically saying what's the best TV detective. Or top top model. Top uh, model. You know, this is this is a this is a modeling <laughs> award. Okay. All right. But you know, you might like the 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 rumpled presentation of a Columbo, yeah. you know, as opposed to the I think that the... woman is very is very beautiful that's in Castle. I think she doesn't get along <laughs> okay. with Nathan Fillion, uh, who seems like a good guy to me, so I don't know if there's something some problems there with her. You but. know, he's allowed to hang out with the cops due to his friendship with the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I mean, I for me, she's one of like the ten most beautiful uh, women in in uh, in film. So uh, that's that's who the top right. models are. going We'll call her to. Mrs. Castle. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Know, I don't know anything about her. I don't think I've ever been able to make it through a whole episode. <laughs> to be no, honest, that was that was my last one. Was that close enough to? Was that too close to yours? Oh yeah. Okay. We may come back to that one we'll at some point in the time. future, but for now, I think we must give some of our own accolades. Oh, huge accolades <laughs> to uh, Nate DeFort, who produces for us. Julie Nichols, who did our music. Emily Cardamus, who did our artwork. Um, you can uh, reach us. We certainly saw Cac's tweet uh, on 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 that Twitter account, which I think is either TJ and Rush, or it's or you can find it with Here's the Situation. I'm sure either either way. Yep. Or you can write to us if you want to give us a situation, like uh, Douglas Serene did. I hope we're pronouncing that right. Um, and if you want to do that, it's at Here's the Situation Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I got to say one more time. That was a, I really really thought that was a great one. I so I thanks too. to Douglas. Yeah. I did too, and I and never I, would have thought of that. I know it's really Good it's one. well well constructed. He put another one in there too that was also equally fleshed out that we might see. I, in I think time. I could see coming back to that one mm-hmm. and doing more pieces of paper to I hear think you. about that issue because I don't, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of that. No, we just we just tickled we just tickled, tickled around it. the edges of that one. Tickled All it. right, uh, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>